Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jama'ah. موسیقی محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاح عقد مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہے رسول مکرم Six minutes after 11 Central African time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahalan wa marhaban bikum. It's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning here in Lanasia, the land of Asians. My beloved, wonderful listeners of Sirius FM and our beloved, wonderful listeners of Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah. Of course, uh, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. I will be with you from now till 12 o'clock. Haji Suleiman Esop is the engineer. He's looking good. He's looking awesome. He's looking happy. He's smiling. Our beloved engineer, Haji Suleiman. Uh, Haji Suleiman uh, Esop. Yes, today is uh, uh, the 4th of Rabi'ul Awwal, 1445, which is also the 20th of um, uh, September 2023. Uh, remember our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Ustad, welcome to the bliss of marriage this beautiful Wednesday morning. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. Ustad, your program inshallah for the month of Rabi'ul Awal, Ustad, was the rundown? بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونسولي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Insha'Allah Aziz, next week Tuesday, that will be the 26th of September, we will be there in Stenger Jami Masjid, all the night programs, Jamaat Salatul Isha is 7.30, so the program will start around 5 to 8, 8 o'clock Insha'Allah Aziz, till 9 o'clock and then we'll be finished obviously, and that is Stenger Tuesday night, the Jami Masjid where Moha Musaji is there, and then Wednesday night Insha'Allah, Evan Day, and that is run by our capital group and so forth Haji Mawad Ikhlas and them Moana Randeri is the imam there and then on Thursday night we will be there in Amen Zimtoti first time I think I'll be going there so there the imam I believe is Sheikh Bukhari so inshallah we'll meet Sheikh Bukhari there and Friday Jumu'ah inshallah will be in Majid Hilal Adhan is at 12.10 and then the lecture inshallah Aziz and then Friday night we will be that is the 29th we will be there inshallah Aziz in Shellcross where Mufti Shu'ib is inshallah and then Saturday I'll be in Trichat mashallah we got a nikah there in our family so it's a busy busy week and week next week so make dua all my Allah Jalla wala make it easy and make our suffer a means of hidayat and kamiyabi and success inshallah Aziz. Uh, just before we uh, start to start I forgot to tell you that uh, my beloved wife's mother uh, grandmother passed away so we ask Mufti Sab inshallah to make special dua for her also. grandmother Nanima Dadima Nani Nani that's my mother-in-law's mother so Allah Ta'ala grant her Jannat al-Firdaus al-A'la Allah Ta'ala grant the family Sabri Jameel Allahumma khfillaha wa rahamha wa sakinha fil jannah Allahumma zukha 
Third, Allah Hasibha Hisabi Yasira, Allah Mala Tahrimna Ajraha, Wala Taftinna Badaha Wafillana Walaha Amin, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Somebody wants to know Ustada. Uh, I think they're from Word Bank. They say Ba, can a wife be given power of attorney to change my will on my demise? Ba, Ustada. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. If the world is Islamically, then no one has the right to change it. And for you to give her the right to change the world is not permissible. If you must draw up the world Islamically, that is your duty. You must remember that. And thereafter, nobody has the right. Nor the executor, nor the heirs, nor the wife. Nobody has the right. So for that purpose, there to give her power of attorney is not permissible because there there seems to be some, you know, hidden agenda and ulterior motive. She maybe want to increase her share and deprive and decrease the others there, their shares. So all that is haram and not permissible. Islamically, for us as Muslims to draw up a will according to the laws of Islam is wajib and compulsory. And all Mithya Allah has mentioned both types of scenarios in the Noble Quran. And that is Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 13. If you do things properly, first burial expenses, then the debts of the deceased, and that is the business debts, corporate debts, personal debts, all must be paid immediately and then the wasiya for none is and the maximum amount is one third we should remember that and then from the net estate and then comes the shares of the heirs if you did everything properly that is the supreme success and whosoever does things nally, he gives certain person increases decreases disowns people the heirs you go straight to jahannam and hellfire Surah 4, chapter 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14. وَمَنْ يَعْصِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيَتَعَدَّ حُدُودًا And whosoever disobeys Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, and Mustafa, Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then they go beyond the limits. So that is increasing, decreasing the shares. So يُدْخِلْهُ نَارًا خَالِدًا فِيهَا Allah dispatches them to Jahannam and the hellfire for very, very, very long time. For such a person will be a humiliating, disgraceful punishment. Hence, for you, the husband, to draw up a will un-Islamically is haram. For her, the wife, to change it also is haram if the will is Islamically. Hmm. Somebody says here, Ustad, that uh, do I as a son-in-law inherit from my father-in-law, he only has one daughter, which is my wife. This is from Jamalstan Ustad. You don't inherit anything. You might just say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun and finish. You as a son-in-law, zero for you, nothing for you. So you must remember that first will be burial expenses, second will be the debts of the deceased, and thereafter you must remember wasiya, so that is what he bequeathed. You must remember to none is, even a non-Muslim, that is permissible, maximum one third of the estate and then the last one will be the shares of the heirs. We don't know who the heirs are, but let's just assume. So now you say that there is a daughter, but there's a wife also. So the wife will inherit 12.5% and then the daughter will inherit 50%. So that's 62.5% already gone. We don't know what about your father-in-law's parents. If they are alive, they must inherit. And then none of the brothers, sisters of the deceased will inherit. The siblings will not inherit if the deceased father is alive. If you must remember the parents of your father-in-law are deceased, so then wife will be 12.5%, daughter will be, you must remember, 50%, and then the remainder residue will go to his siblings, his brothers and his sisters. And if his brothers only, so you must remember, they will take the remainder. If his sisters only, so they will take the remainder. If his brothers and sisters, then the ratio will be 2 to 1 for brothers and sisters. What you get one big fat zero inna lillahi wa inna rajiun <laughs> so Ustad when a boy wants to do a samusa run as in doing as in going to see a girl for the first time and his mom doesn't approve of her yet still makes nikah to her please advise Ustad 
So you must remember here there are two, three different issues. Issue number one is this for a lady. She's 18, 20, 23, 22 years old. Now when she wants to get married, she must take permission from her father. That is clear-cut in Islam that the hadith is sahih, authentic, Tirmidhi, Abu Dawood, Ibn Majah, various compilations. And Mustafa Rasulullah said, La nikaha illa biwaliyin. That nikah is not valid except with the consent and permission of the father. Father here means biological father. Not stepfather and foster the father and adopted father and they they don't feature at all so you must remember the biological father must be Muslim he gives permission so then the nikah will be valid remember that so that is for the lady's side and if the father is not there then the grandfather the dada pasapa the paternal grandfather he's not there so then the brother you must remember her brother and he's not there the uncle the chacha the kaka so that is pasabrur like that so it shows that there must be somebody giving permission now turn it to the opposite side so the son went and he went for a samosa run and then he liked the girl and so forth so he should have told let's say the girl is happy the lady is happy and her father meaning the lady's father and them are pleased and he performs the nikah so now what happens so we will tell him that you should have discussed this issue with your parents take the blessings of your parents and so forth and so on but if you did that and they refused and then you got married your nikah is valid there's no problem with that provide Either that you married a lady from Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, not a Shia or Qadiani, Agahani. These are non-Muslims. Today I sent out something to all the groups, thousands of people. I sent it to you also, Mawlana Arafat. That you see what the shaitan, his name is not Yasir Habib, is Yasir Khabis. <laughs> he swears and is cursing Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa. He says, La'anatullahi alayhim and so forth. And yet people today are so reluctant to say Shias are kuffar so therefore we must be clear on this type of issues here so if he did that the nikah is valid and worst case scenario he didn't even consult that is the youngster now he is 18, 20 the husband the son of that parents and he got married still the nikah is valid but we don't advertise that we don't go and encourage that we will say sons and daughters you must go in and you should go and consult with your parents take their duas and their blessings and so forth in the case of the daughter it's compulsory in the case of the son it is desirable and something advisable and virtuous <laughs> listen to this one Ustad. my mommy says Muftisab, that i have more respect for my in-laws than i have for my own parents is this a sign of jealousy from my mommy Muftisab? I think she has hasad, Ustad. So you <laughs> must remember that you must stop making these kind of statements. Almighty Allah Jalla wa taught us in the Noble Quran. We're speaking where all parties are Muslim. So you as a son, as the daughter, for your beloved parents, chapter 17, verse 24, you must keep on reading, Rabbi Rahamhuma, Kama Rabbayani Sahira, that, O oh, Almighty Allah, Jalla wa have mercy on my beloved parents, Kama Rabbayani, as they nurtured me, trained me, coached me, whilst I was a baby, whilst I was a child, while I was growing up. We know all the tantrums, all the musty, and all the funny things we used to do. So now, but still, they would then go and look after us, stay awake at night, all that for our comfort. So remember the son, daughter, all your whole life you must read that as long as your parents are alive. Your parents passed away with Iman Islam, then post-death you should be reading Surah 14, verse 41. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh, beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers the day the reckoning is established. So that is what you should do. Let's say, I'm giving you both scenarios. Let's say, for real, your parents didn't treat you very well and so forth. 
Habibuna Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam The only Rahmatulil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Chapter 21 Verse 107 Said That you must still Love your parents And respect them And so forth Wa in zwalama Wa in zwalama Wa in zwalama Thrice the Master Alayhi Salam Said Even if they did wrong to you You must still be good to them Open Imam Bukhari's work Al-Adabul Mufrad And that you will find the hadith there and in various other kitab Mustada Ahmad and so forth and so on and any kitab of Birrul Walidain you will find so many ahadith on this topic there so that's one now you brother that your mother is saying that you're not respecting them and that it's true even I agree with that if you start making statements like they are, they are jealous and so forth and so on so now your first 20 years, your parents were looking after you. Now you got married in the upper strata of society. So you got married to a rich girl. And now your father-in-law, mother-in-law, they're giving you wonderful gifts. They bought a car for you. They bought a house for you. They gave, they furnished it and so forth and so on. So now you turn around and you say, yeah, they are jealous. You see, you see where it's going to. So you must remember that. So you are forgetting what your parents did for you and now you are going towards those people I give you my brother two things in Arabic mal in Arabic is a noun and mal is also a verb so the shair the poet says that people bend and they go towards those people who got wealth so your in-laws are very rich, very wealthy, so you're going more and more to them. And if they don't have wealth, then you turn away from them. So your own parents, your biological parents, maybe middle class, maybe just good, you know, but not so wealthy like your in-laws. So now you're turning away from them, and then you got the audacity to say your parents are jealous. So you know what the second saying in Arabic. These are not ahadith. These are sayings. Sammin kalbak ya akulka. When you have a puppy, and then you feed him all that you bring him up and so forth so then you must remember that tomorrow he becomes a bulldog an Alsatian he wants to eat you up so that's what has happened to you brother you have become a nimak haram you have become one who is ungrateful unthankful for your parents because you are drowning in the wealth you should be ashamed of yourself, remember. Yeah. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib, Rahimahullah, who in my opinion, he was, you must remember, one of the greatest scholars Indo-Pak produced. You see his tafsir Ma'ariful Quran. You see his fatawa and verdicts, thousands of fatawas when he was in India, in Deoban and Karachi and so forth. We met him several times. He passed away, you must remember, on the 10th of Shawwal, 1976. Nevertheless, when the start of the academic year, Shawwal, the madrasa would open. Normally, academic year would start on a Wednesday. Is to say, some of you students, you come here and you know very little. And then when you study finish, then you go like this. Ja al-Himaru Sagir. You came here like a small donkey. And waraja al-Himaru kabir And you go away a bigger donkey. Meaning, now you start thinking that what these teachers know who taught me, I am better than them, I am greater than them, and I am this, I am this. So that's what's happening to you, my brother. Go to your parents, apologize to them, and cry. And tomorrow your parents go, you must remember the doors of dua are finished, they won't come again. Mm. So it's compulsory upon you to go and ask your parents for forgiveness. Allah, but he says, yes, Mufti Sab, my in-laws are filthy rich. But I think uh, it's old age, Mufti Sab, because she nags a lot. So what would you do, Mufti Sab? So you <laughs> must go more and take her duas. You must remember that <laughs> and stop selling yourself for money and dollars, you should be ashamed of yourself. So, Ustad, if a boy's mother suggests a girl, but you don't fancy the girl, is there any sin on the boy's side for him refusing, Ustad? So, you must remember that you and your beloved mother must have a heart-to-heart discussion. My mother used to tell me, he chokri sari I, that this girl here is good for you. So, I told my beloved mother, I said, Ummi, Mami, you know, that in the hatanar, look at her hand. 
that how many churis she got, how many bangles she got, she got five, five, ten, ten bangles on both ends, you know, five this side, five this. I'm always up. If I have to buy one bangle for her, my wages will be gone, finished. Mm. So me, I can't marry a mummy. Then she just laughed. So you must have a heart-to-heart discussion. You must remember this time, and you must tell your mother which kind of lady you want. I said, I don't want a rich lady, because then they sit on your head and want to dictate to you, like this motayer. So who we just had now, you must remember that. So he became their gulam. So his name is Gulam Ali now, you see. The <laughs> wife says, sit, he said, stand, stand, run, run, you see, because otherwise they'll take everything away. So that is the problem, you must remember these kind of things there. So I say, I don't want all this, I want girl for the middle class, poor family, and finish. So Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So it's not compulsory, you must listen to your mother in that, but the way to solve the problem is shura. Shura means that you have mutual discussion, and then you reach amicable agreement. In life, you must always try as far as possible to take your parents to us in things that are permissible. <laughs> Somebody says he was that <laughs> from Middleburg. Move this up. You can't live with them and can't live without them. Notice board signs always says woman to the left and men to the right because men are always right anonymous ustad yeah that's just all jokes and all this kind of things there since when men are all right in your parliament you got more men than what the mess they're doing that you must remember that you got load shedding you got water shedding you got other one things going your middleburg how many potholes you got there so mp you'll fall under mp Ampumalanga, makulu pothole you know the story better than me just go around there and see and all these type of things yeah? so remember that's nonsensical talk the men are always right look at all the parliaments in the world I call them circus you must remember that and the guys who are there that majority of them are now what actors in the circus you must remember that Islam rejects that yeah. remember I see there's a brother from Robert Shemus that he says uh, to the brother who said that his mother sounds like a neg cherish your parents once they are gone you will cry blood and wishing to hear their voice once more 100% I just told him that parents are irreplaceable you must remember that you got one set of parents and when they get old so we think yeah that they are a neg on the senile and that's the time you must spend more time with them and that's the time you must take more duas from them Quran speaks of this Quran says Imma yablughanna indakal kibara ahaduhuma awkilahuma see Quran speaks of that chapter 17 verses 20 24, when both of them reach their old age, 70, 75, 80, 90, one of them or both of them, don't even tell them a word that will hurt their feelings. Don't shout and scream at them. And speak to them in a respectful manner. They did everything for you with love and you just waiting for them to die so you can inherit. So how can you ever repay? You must remember your beloved mother and father. Therefore, in my life, I've seen so many people, Muslim, non-Muslim, in my family and other men people, whoever was disobedient to their parents and didn't take their duas, their life in this world became a disaster. They opened the shop, that shop, nothing worked, you must say. And this hadith, Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullu zambin insha'afa anhu wa insha'azabahu. Every sin a person perpetrates and commits is the prerogative of Almighty Allah. Either Allah Ta'ala punishes the person or forgives the person. Illa uquqal walidayn, except when we are disobedient, disrespectful to parents. So Almighty Allah will punish that person in this worldly life before death overtakes him. So that is hadith, you must remember. The year after punishment is much worse. Allah Akbar, subhanAllah. 084-786-3132. Somebody says here, uh, keep it short and sweet, Ustad. If I propose to a girl and she accepts and my parents reject, does she become a wife, Ustad? So you must remember that you must ask your parents why they are rejecting. Let me take three scenarios. You are a surti, right? And the girl is maimon. You want to get married to her. She's happy with you. Her parents are happy, but your parents say no. 
Oh, the boy is a mammon, and the girl is a culvert, and surti, and whatever you, you know, all the stories, or Urdu, or whatever. And then the parents object. So that is not right for them to object on these cases here. This is all gam mentality, village mentality, that is. Because it's got nothing to do with Islam, that. Remember that. So that is one scenario. Second scenario, that you want to marry a girl, and she is a Shia, or she is a Qadiani, or Agahani, meaning that she's not a Muslim, but she got Muslim. Muslim name, or she's very, very far from Islam. You understand? She's a Sunni, but very far from Islam. And she don't bother about Salat, or don't bother, bother about Islamic attire and clothing. So, but she's going to be the mother of your children in time to come. So now your parents object, so their objection is valid and justified 100%. Then you must listen to them. And third scenario is this, that where your parents feel that, no, you know, you can't marry her, because why? They are too rich or they are too poor and so forth and so on and so That also, that is not really valid, you must remember. But one advice I will give you, as far as possible, you the son, you don't need Marf, you don't need permission from your parents for the boys, for the son, to get married. Your nikah will be valid. But remember, with the same breath, I will tell you, always take and take the blessings mm. and the du'as of your parents, then you'll go far in life. Hmm. Listen to this one here, Haji Suleiman Esof. Listen to this one here. It says here, uh, Mufti Sab, my name is so-and-so. Mufti Sab, I want to ask my mommy for Marf, for putting her in an old age home. My wife was going to leave me because so I had to put her in old age home. I'm only her son, no sisters, only son only. <laughs> so where's your brains? You must remember that you should tell your wife, there's the door, you pack up and you go. I got one wife, I got one mother, wife I can get so far, so many. Go now and go fetch your mother if you know what's good for you and go and cry by her. I always said this and I'll repeat it well, never, that'll never happen. But if I become Prime Minister, President, one of the first laws I will do is this, and especially for the Muslims. Here's a typical example. In public, I personally will give you 100 lashes. Sure. You must remember that, that you got no shame. So you must remember, go take your beloved mother and dump her in an old age home. <laughs> no, my wife said that. So what you, your baby is gulam or what you are? So you go now and go fetch your mother. Remember, it's compulsory upon you. And tell your wife, there's the door. You accept my mother or you pack up and you go. So you must remember this type of things. Yeah. Since when you all begin? This is alamat of Qiyamat. Go open Tirmidhi Sharif. Go open Mishkat Sharif. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu said, A person will be obedient to his wife. And he will be disobedient to his mother. Every day the tears are rolling down. I visited so many old age homes. Sometimes I take my nephew, nieces, or their children with, you know, three, four, five, six, seven years old. The way those ladies, Muslim ladies, cry, and they curse their sons and daughters, you must remember. They say we can't even remember when last we saw our children or grandchildren and so forth. Mm. You, my brother, I don't know you. I don't want to know your name. I don't want to know from where you come. If you got Iman, I'm telling you today, then go immediately and go get your mother out from there. Whatever bills you have to pay, go pay it and tell your wife, when I come back and if you talk nonsense, then you pack your bags up now and you pack up and you go and tell your father to come pick you up. That is wajib upon you. It's mm. compulsory upon you to do that. Allahu Akbar. Ya Allah. Somebody says, Ustad, respected Mufti Sab. My mother committed sinah. From this, she had a child. I decided to cut off all ties. Am I right in doing this act? Ustad, anonymous? Have you got proof for that? Or is a wild allegation, accusation? You must remember that. So, number one is this. When did she commit zina? Did she commit zina before she married your father? Then she must get 100 lashes. If she committed zina after she was married to your father, then is the death penalty and so forth. So now, whether you did right or wrong, we have to prove that action. How are you going to prove it? She confessed to it. Or either you have 
four male witnesses who saw that action there and so forth and so on. So we need to be very careful regarding that issue. But all said and done, let's give the benefit of the doubt to you that you, she said, yes, she committed zina, adultery and so forth. Then you told her, now I'm severing all ties with you. Are you justified? Yes, you justified. But remember, it must be done temporary, not forever. That you say, me, I can't now. You see, you my mother and you did this and so forth. So one month, two months, I'll sever ties with you. But it don't mean forever you sever ties with her. So don't try and pontify yourself and say, you know, like you never committed major sins. You also committed major sins. Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam said, al-ghibatu ashaddu min zina Backbiting from some perspectives is worse than zina. Go open Mishkat Sharif, you will find it there. In zina, both parties are pleased. They're doing the action, Allah forbid. In backbiting, gossiping, scannering, then you happy. But the lay person you're backbiting about, they're not happy. So don't try and pontify and say that, you know, we are perfect. So learn to forgive. Allah If your father forgave her, then you also cut off tie for one week, one month, and then go back and say, Mommy, then we all are sinners. La taqnatu mi rahmatillah. Chapter 39, verse 53. There, don't become disillusioned in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru zunuba jamia. Verily, Almighty Allah forgives all the sins. Don't become such a big buzruk. You know, more Catholic than the Pope, they say in English. That you want to become the big buzruk and, uh, and say, no, I'll never speak to you. That's wrong, Ben. Remember that. <laughs> Uh, somebody says here, Ustad, uh, please uh, kindly elaborate, Mufti Sab, on this issue. After a child reaches the age of maturity, 23, 24 years age, do parents have no rights in his life? My son wants to get married to an alima under the influence of his Ustad, whose wife is an alima, and apparently her husband, son's Ustad, does not talk to his mother. But I have a lot of reservation with regards to alimas, Mufti Sab, but when I consulted that Ustad's wife's uncle, who is an alim, and related to him how I feel the alim, said parents have no rights in his child's life once he reaches the age of maturity. I feel very helpless, Ustad. Remember, the whole question has to be rephrased. It means that you don't even... The way you posed it, that no, you understand what is maturity in Islam, and then Mulvi, you ask, also doesn't understand, according to how you ask the question. In Islam, you become mature that when the boy earliest is 12 years old, and then after that he gets ihtilam, he gets a wet dream at the age of 12, 13, 14. Nothing happens automatically at the age of 15. You must remember 15 lunar years, <coughs> then he is considered as mature. So that is Islam. Nothing to do with 21, 22, 23. That's all a kuffar law. we got nothing to do with the kuffar law. The daughter, when is she baliga? When does she obtain, attain the age of puberty, maturity? Earliest, the age is nine for our daughters. And then after that, she gets her menses. So at the age of nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, nothing happens then. Once she reaches the age of 15, Luna years, now she is considered baliga. So that's the first thing we have to clarify. Maturity don't mean Islamically when you reach 21, 22, 23. That is kufar system, all that. You must remember that, that now you reach 21, you are free to do this, do it. Nothing to do with Islam. Mm. Number two is this. You must remember the way I understand the question. Does Baji, yeah, it is his son who's asking the question. He, yeah. So you must remember that now your son wants to get married to this ABC lady, whoever it is, right? And now it's under the influence of the teacher. You understand? That he's saying maybe it is his niece or maybe some family or whatever. So now the question is this. This is the question we must pose. Your son is his allegiance more to his father or his allegiance is more to his ustad. And yet the ustad got a hidden agenda and ulterior motive. And then all that things they're going on, the internal politics, this one is not speaking to this one and this one is not speaking to that one. 
So there are three things here you have to rectify. Number one, what is the definition of maturity? So remember at the age of 15, if that lady did not get menses before, then she's baligha. The boy, the lad male, remember once he reaches the age of 15, Islamic lunar years, is baligh and mature, provided that before that he did not experience ihtilam wet dream. So that's first rectification. Second one, who should the son listen to? Must he listen to the father, mother, his parents, or should he listen to his teacher? In Islam, first is Almighty Allah's right, then is Mustafa Sallallahu right, then is the parents' right. That teacher, he got the hidden agenda. We don't know who he is, but it's wrong what he said. He's trying to fool you. You must remember that and telling you your parents got no rights. So what right he got over you? So the parents got much more rights. You must remember this. So one day you must remember Sufyan bin Uyena. You see, Sufyan bin Uyena, Rahimamullah, is Imam Shafi's teacher. He said that the parents, they want to save the children from the fire of this dunya. But the Ustad wants to save them from the fire of Jahannam. So that is true in certain aspects. But to make a general statement, you must remember that to say that you, the parents, got no rights and he got more rights, that's totally wrong. There's no such thing in Islam. All what he said now, this is the summary and my advice to you, son. I don't know you. I don't know your parents. I don't know your ustad. But this is my advice to you. You must listen to your parents. You pay your ustad with due respect to him that he's got a hidden agenda and is a matlab ali and he's got some ulterior motive there. You still listen to your parents, remember that. 20 minutes uh, to 12. We're going to go for our interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Stay tuned. The voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jamaah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jamaah. When it's uh, 18 minutes uh, to 12, uh, a listener says, Ustad, can we cut ties with a sister in law? Who insults me on on uh, on family WhatsApp group? Please, because she's envious. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. You know all these kind of stories. You'll use me, or you want to use me, to pass the fatwa or give the advice and so forth in your favor. So nobody, either your sister, sister-in-law, husband, or wife, or whoever, will just start swearing you, cursing you, talking nonsense about you on social media, and so forth and so on. Unless you did something. I mean, let us be honest. Nobody is so crazy and, you know, a madcap and insane to just go do something like that. You must remember that. So be it what it is, you can't sever ties with her. You must remember that. You can just curtail ties with her. Curtail ties with means that you just make salamu alaikum and you carry on. You don't have to make, you must remember, long, long discussions and so forth. And what do you mean by sister-in-law? That's another issue also. If you mean your brother's wife, so Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, alhamu al-maut. You must fear, you must remember the women must fear the brother-in-law, the dewar, the dare. You understand? That's our memon and Urdu and all that. The husband's brother, eh, she fears death because he's got easy access to the house and he can go there many a time when she's alone and so forth. So you must make sure you curtail all contact with her, just make salam and finish it up and so forth. And not you go there and speak and all. If you mean by sister-in-law, your wife's sister, so what business you got to do with her and so forth and so on. So you must remember there are a lot of issues here. So all these issues, just make salam and carry on, brother. Not all talk, talk and make all panchat and all that social chat, chat, not permissible also. I see the sister in Marlboro says, Viva, president for Mufti Sabustad. Ah, make Amid. <laughs> <laughs> So you must remember this type of things here. So she said that, it must be she said it that time when I said that if I become president or prime minister and all these Muslims, especially who dump their mothers in the old age home, I personally will take the whip and lash them hundred times. Remember that. They should be berated, you know. Forget everything the mother does and become the gulam and the slave of their wives and so forth. So maybe that's why she liked it, you must remember. 
Somebody says, but to start, men don't need their, uh, their parents' permission to get married, but females do. What is the reason, Ustad? So Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah, has made this the law. Almighty Allah states, rijali daraja. So you must remember, Allah has given the man a degree, a rank higher than the woman, and that is the Islamic law. So go read Surah number 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 228. It's like you asking, turn it the other way around, that the woman have to experience menses, the woman have to experience labor, the woman have to experience, you must remember, breastfeeding. So why you don't turn the question the other way around and say, hey, why you men, you don't get breastfeeding? Why you don't have to get menses? Why you don't have to get nifas and postnatal? You got the drift, my brother? Almighty Allah made our rank and everything different and our roles also different. Remember that. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, talaqul ba'in. Why, uh, once you issued, can you still get married? Can you reconcile with that? Yes, you can reconcile in talakul ba'in, but it must be done with the consent of both parties, whether it's in the iddat or after the expiry of the iddat. Talakul ba'in means you need tajdidun nikah. A new nikah has to be performed. <clears throat> new mahar and everything. And again, the girl will need the permission of her father or her brother and somebody like that. And then only that marriage can go on and so forth. So we should be clear. Talaqur Raj'i, the husband can take his wife back, the revocable divorce. During the Iddat, he gave her one talaq or gave her two talaq, he can take her back, whether she's pleased or not, whether she gives consent or not. So you take her back and remember that if you gave one talaq, you got two talaq left. If you, she gave two talaq and now only one talaq left, but you don't make a new nikah and you took her back during the Iddat. Yes, if the Iddat expired and now you want to reconcile, then a new nikah is required. Mm. But talaq will buy in, whether during the Iddat or post Iddat, when you want to reconcile, then remember that everything will be new. The permission, again, from the father, brother side of the lady, you must pay mahar, a new nikah must be performed, and remember, if this is the first talaq a buy in you gave, then you will still have two talaqs left for the future so that is the big difference hmm. listen to this question I personally don't agree what you're saying about parents Mufti AK I mean I'm against my parents I threw them away and my life is still going smooth Alhamdulillah so you're wrong Mufti AK who says you need the duas look at my life how happy I am Brother from Durban, who's that? You're out of the fall of Islam already. That's why you must remember. You're out of the fall of Islam already. So you must remember that you're rejecting Quranic verses. You're rejecting a hadith, sahih, authentic a hadith. And if that is what you think is your success, then you're already murtad. You're out of the fall of Islam. You must remember that. Quran says so many verses, You must be grateful to me, Almighty Allah, and to Mustafa and to your parents Quran says and you must remember you must do good to your parents it's compulsory Quran says even if your parents are non-Muslim then also you must do good for them chapter 31 verse 15 so you must remember your name is Abdullah we just take a common name Mm -hmm. your name is of a Muslim but you're rejecting all these verses. You took your parents, you threw them out, you're proud about it, and say you don't accept these things here. So that doesn't make you a Muslim. You go right out of the fall of Islam. You see, let me give you an example. Sometimes we give food. You see, every morning I go for Fajr. But Allah's help after my program to the masjid. When I come back, the birds are all waiting. So then I give all the birds and that, and I like to see how they rush and all that. So we do that after we, out of love for them. We love them, we give them their breakfast and all these type of things. And then they all fly away, they're happy now. And when you got, when I used to be there in Heidelberg, so our shop was there in the African location. So now the rats used to come. You understand? So now how are you going to get? So I don't know nowadays, but I'm speaking of those days. So in those days, we used to have the mice trap, the rat trap. So you put cheese there, you put some food there, all that. 
So now they think they're going to get the food. They get little bit, little bit, then you just trap them, you see. So that is your example. So all my Allah is giving you, giving you, giving you. That is not baraka. That is what? Istidraj. That is what? Muhula. Allah is giving you, giving you. And then when the punishment comes, then you won't know what hit you. And if you continue like this, you already murtered, mm. but you will go completely out of the fold of Islam and you will die like that and end up in Jahannam forever and ever. Better make toba mm. and don't be a fool and think that your wealth will last forever and so forth. You're rejecting clear cut verses of Quran and clear-cut ahadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa I see Abby says here, AK to the brother, please don't do that. Your life is smooth now, but the day when God turns the table, he will suffer. Please go to them. Go to the to them, Abdullah. That's what Abby says. See, even the non-Muslim lady is telling you that. Even you should be ashamed of yourself. That even the non-Muslim lady is telling you that. So you are drowning in your wealth and everything is going smooth. And there. So and you're proud about it. You dumped your parents out and threw them out and so forth. What the Quran is saying, what the hadith is saying. Istighfaf. Istighfaf means you undermine the importance of the Quranic verses. You undermine the teaching, preaching of Prophet Istighfaf is kufr. It takes you out of the fall of Islam. Who said is a this a brother wants to know that he's an agent. He says, Mufti Sahib, yes, uh, certain ladies, they want the refund. We're going to give the refund back because they're not allowed to travel. And I do agree with you. But by giving them the refund, should we give them the entire money back or maybe a certain percentage we have to take? Uh, anonymous agent, Ustad. No, you knew it's wrong from day one. You charge them 50000 I'm just taking 50000 as a round figure. You know what you charge them. So it's compulsory and mm. first upon you to give them back the 50000 You can't give them back 40,000 and say no you know you know your agents how the tricks you guys got you will say that no this is service charges and this is this charges and handling charges and this charge all that is haram they gave you 50,000 you have to return everything Quran says so inna allaha ya'murukum antu addul amanati la ahliya and that's a lesson for you next time Fatima Zainab Aisha comes to you she doesn't have a husband she doesn't have a mahram then tell her, me, I don't, I don't book for you. I don't want to be responsible in the court of Almighty Allah, Jalla wa and yes, your total refund. Brother, I don't know you. Do it for the sake of Allah, and Allah will give you so much barakah. Why? Because you realize you're wrong. You make tawbah. Mm. When you fear Almighty Allah, Allah will take you out from difficult situations. Allah will give you risk and sustenance from such avenues where you never ever anticipated and expected. Give them back the total amount, no deductions. Please, oh, brother. Wow. He says, Muftisab, I might be losing out if I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when, you, when you are making the crooked deals and all that, you weren't losing out. Oh, no. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm telling you. Do it, not for AK. Do it, speak to Allah. Ya Allah, these ladies, I'm returning them, they're 100%. They, whatever they paid me for your love and your pleasure. And you said, Ya Allah, when we do things for your love and your pleasure, you will give us from your unlimited resources and khazana and everything treasures, Ya Allah. <laughs> so that is what you must do, brother. I've got an attorney here, he says, uh, uh, Mufti Sahib, I like the show. Please do send me the podcast. And I do stand for that sister. Viva President. Mufti AK. He says triple Amin Ustad. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I heard attorney, I thought that a hot one is coming. You understand? So maybe you say me, I'm going to take you to court. <laughs> well done, attorney. You see, attorney, agent, whoever we are. Allah. Mistakes, we all make mistakes. Sins, we all commit sins. Get, get that clear. But when we commit a sin, then ask Allah for tawbah, for forgiveness. If it's done privately, cry to Allah privately. If it is publicly, cry to Allah publicly. That is Islam. Always stand for truth and justice. Remember that. We don't have to carry favor with people. We don't have to carry favor with organizations or governments and politicians. That's where we bring wrong today, the ummah. We want to be in the good books. But why are we not in the good books of Almighty Allah? Why are we not in the good books of 
Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now the agency, but I'll lose money. But what about all the money you made? I always joke, you understand, with my wife and people. I say every year when we used to go for Hajj, you know, that in the 90s and 2000s and that. So I meet the agent. He say, you know what? I lost two million ren already in the so next year is there again. So sure. how you reconcile? I tell my wife and the people, you see, before Hajj started, he put the projected profit. So he said, I'm going to make the agent, ABC, XYZ, whoever. I'm going to make five million profit this Hajj. But he only made three million profit. Yeah? Sure. And that. So he didn't make five million, so he says two million loss. <laughs> you understand how it works so that's how they work you must remember these type of things yeah. so now brother you must give them back that amount and you attorney even when you take clientele and all that tell them speak the truth and don't be, become a lawyer don't become a liar so mm. that is our simple advice to everybody mm. Allah subhanallah subhanallah I see the, uh, the agent says I would like to say as an agent I'm apologizing on Marqa Sahaba for breaking Allah's law and allowing ladies to travel alone, I ask for Maf Mufti AK, I'm going to refund everything. Ya Allah, Ustad. Amin, Amin, Amin. You don't have to ask me for Maf. AK is non entity, brother. Allah gave us this knowledge just to guide people. So, excellent. Say, speak to Allah. You don't have to speak to AK. AK is non entity. Give them the money and apologize and say, go. You see, it is a beautiful saying. Uh-huh. See, listen to the hadith, right? And today is Wednesday. And just see how apt it is. And we'll end it off on this because our time is almost finished. Almighty Allah teaches us various places. I'll quickly read for you three verses. Mm. Allah says, call me, make dua to me 24-7. I will respond to your dua. Number two, Allah showed us the methodology of dua. Call your Allah, your sustainer, nourisher, provider, with humility and softly. We don't have to scream and shout and all that. Sahaba came, Surah 2, verse number. So you must remember 185. And what happens? They asked, they aim and ask, Ya Rasulullah sallam, Allah is near or is far? If he's near, then Fanunaji, we will just whisper. If he's very far, Fanunadi, we will scream. So Nabi sallam, answered to them, Allah said, Tell them, Fa'inni Qareeb, I'm very, very near. <laughs> I will respond to you when you make dua to me. So you praise Allah Ta'ala, you send salawat salutations upon Nabi Mustafa sallallahu then you beg Almighty Allah for your needs, right? So now we go to the hadith, authentic hadith. Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam said, Aqrabu ma yakunul abdu mi rabbihi wasajidun. The nearest the servant comes to Almighty Allah's mercy is when you are in prostration, you are in sujood, you're prostrating because we can't bow down and prostrate to any creation only to Allah then in that posture make abundant abundant dua if it is in salat then Arabic duas from Quran Sharif from Sunnah Mubarakah out of salat out of namaz you go into sajda speak to Allah in any language now, now analyze the situation you are in complete surrender submission to Almighty Allah in that posture right in sujood and you are prostrating so you are going right down so when you ask Allah whilst you are right at the bottom there on your nose your face head everything is touching the ground that voice goes right to the sky you must mm. remember that so that is what we must understand and therefore the hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif says Ida when you beg Almighty Allah wa antum bil you must have the firm conviction my beloved Allah my Rahim Allah my Kareem Allah will definitely answer my du'as so that's well done agent refund them Amen. well done attorney and inshallah we hope you'll vote for the right party next year <laughs> 
inshallah. And Wednesday after Zohar, make special time for duas, inshallah. Make dua for Aqsa, Mubarak, Palestine, Haramain, Sharifain, Yemen, Pakistan, and Syria, Libya, Morocco. So many problems. Allah Jalla Wala help one and all. Ameen. Salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Empowering the Ummah